Hi there, and welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters podcast, where I'm joined by my wife, Olympic mental performance coach, Stephanie Hanlon-Francie. In these episodes, Stephanie and I have a conversation about the different aspects of what we refer to as Mindset Matters, because we believe that for those who are awake, we are living in and through the most impactful time in history. Your view of the world is the filter for how you will experience the evolution and changing dynamics of it. Our intention is to provide you with ideas, nutritious food for thought, and some tools that you can use to help you in being your greatest self and living your best life. Listen in, enjoy. Hey folks, before we get this show started, a quick notice to let you know that Stephanie and I on September 6th will be hosting a live virtual working session where we're gonna unpack the topic of decisions, making powerful decisions that move us forward. There is a link that you can go to at theeverydaymillionaire.ca to register for this free event. And what we're gonna do at this working session is support you in kind of coming to some conclusions of what might get in your way of making decisions and how to break that cycle of slow or challenging decision-making so that you can actually make decisions with grace and with ease, with confidence and This is going to be about a 90-minute session. It is free to attend, so we invite you to join us. We're going to have some conversation definitely within the chat, so join us September 6th. It kicks off at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, and if you're in the middle, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Love to see you there. Join us. Join us in the chat. Powerful decision makings. That's the first decision you got to make. Join us. The link is at theeverydaymillionaire.ca. Hey folks, welcome to the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters podcast. Stephanie, welcome. Hey, hon. We got a great topic, and part of the topic for me is driven by, of course, we've launched at the end of the September our shift coaching program. And when we get into these programs, what we start to see is we get feedback because we put questionnaires to the to our clients that are uh, joining the program. But it always brings up some, I would say, common issues that we see time and again. And today we're talking about managing expectations. And this is a big one. And the thing about expectations is sometimes we have them and we don't know we have them, or I don't know how to describe that. It becomes this kind of pebble in our shoe that maybe is like a rock and it starts to irritate us. And then we realize that we've got this expectation that we weren't aware we had and or guess what? We have an expectation. It's stated and people aren't living up to it. What the heck? Or maybe it's unstated because when you think about expectations, we have our own personal expectations of a situation or a commitment or something. And then we assume that the other person understands that the expectation needs to be met on my terms. And I think that's, if we can kind of dig into that, and how expectation can really bite us in the butt if we don't understand that it's an expectation or don't frame it as an expectation, turn it into a a boundary or turn it into a, an ability to communicate what it is that you want out of a certain situation. You know, it's interesting is because to your point, so unexpressed expectations, that really leads to number one, assumptions. That really is part of the problem. And if we don't flesh them out, because really everyone hears or understands things differently that 
then leads to some unmet expectations that builds resentment and then it turns into a cycle and we start to fall into this kind of confrontational mode when in fact if we were able to state those expectations up front and or boundaries if you will I think that we would all be better off. I mean, we know that. We state expectations all the time. And I got to say that sometimes we even step over it and it bites us in the ass. So why don't you lead into, uh, I think you had, I'm going, I don't know, we talked a lot today about different stuff, but tell me a little bit about some of the expectations that you've come across that weren't stated and kind of give us an example if you can. Well, I think first of all is understanding that stating expectations can create resistance. And when you state an expectation, you state and you you express what you want. And sometimes we're not willing to do that because we don't want to be rejected or we don't want it to our our want to not be fulfilled. So sometimes we just want to just like step over the fact that we have to say something out loud as to what we want. So expectations truly are about saying what we want, creating a boundary, and then being willing to let the other person say no, or the other person say, you know, I can't meet that expectation. Yes. And so let's give it a bit of a more definition. So if you define definition, it's a strong belief that something will happen or be in the case in the future, be the case in the future, for example, an event or an experience. And it's also a belief that someone will or should achieve something. For example, maybe win a race, uh, how about an expectation of somebody doing a great job or being on time? And, you know, we have these expectations and that can happen within our own teams, within our own families, with our significant others. And we operate on these on top of these expectations sometimes that we have not stated. Uh, we have an expectation of somebody, sometimes of a family member, a team member, because they got a great track record. You know, they're smart. They got this. And then when they drop the ball or they don't meet that expectations, we can find ourselves irritated, sometimes even critical. And the other person's looking at us like going, what the hell? Well, you know, the key word that you said there, hon, was should. Mm. To me, that's really where if we drill down into what expectation is, is that you should know or here's what I want and you should do this. So expectation creates a boundary, but it also creates a disconnect between the person that that you're communicating with. Mm -hmm. So if I think about where I've had an expectation of you, for example, and I just assume that you understand or you can read my mind. That's the other thing about expectations is that you assume the other people can read your mind and they're going to fulfill on what it is that you assume that they understand based on the fact that maybe you didn't state your expectations. Well, sometimes I use the term I thought it really loudly. <laughs> you do. You do. And you know what? Good thing I'm a bit of a mind reader in our relationship because I can figure that kind of stuff out. But that for me comes from the work that I do and, and uh, you know, try to really come from a place of, of, of self-awareness and relationship and relationship connection and relativity. But what happens, I think, in, in the real world is that if we don't state our expectations around what it is that we want or what it is that we think we need in order to move forward, think of a business deal. If you don't state your expectations or you don't have a boundary, the other person can't figure out what it is that they need to do to fulfill on that expectation. So there's the hierarchy that happens in business or if you're in um, in, in retail, for example, you're in a sales situation. If somebody comes in and they don't really know what they want, but the salesperson has the expectation that maybe they want to, 
I don't know, a cheaper skate or a cheaper thing, but the person comes in and they don't have the, um, the, the mindset of, I want the cheapest thing. They have the, the expectation that I want the most functional and the most reliable product. And sometimes those expectations get unbalanced in that regard as well. And that's where you think about, you know, in a sales ex- uh, experience or an exchange, that expectation can really bite you in the butt. Well, in business, it can also, you know, it really does come to back to bite you in the butt. Now, you you said a couple of things that kind of tweaked a couple of things with me, not the least of which is because we're in the business of service and, you know, in our retail environment, we are a specialized service. So that's the standard that I have in my mind if I'm going to buy something that requires some expertise. And so if I walk in the door, I have an expectation based on my own business of delivering service, of delivering expertise, of being able to guide our clients. It's like in, you know, for example, within the shift coaching program, we have an expectation of ourselves, but we also have an expectation of our clients. We talk about this often, which is that expectation that they're coachable. Now, they also have an expectation of us. We try and be very, very clear on what they should expect or what they can expect. And we want to deliver on that. Now, when we go back to the more simple things, you know, so when I walk in, my point is that when I walk into a service center and I'm dealing with somebody that I expect to be an expert or I want guidance around or I want a good sales guy because they know what they're talking about. I love that, by the way. I love being sold to. The point is by good salespeople, nothing is better for me. I love it. But if I have based on my own experience and expectation that they don't meet, I'm shut down. I'm out. I'm done. I'm not interested. So that's all to say this. That's kind of a broad, we have expectations of how we show up, what we want, and and it's based on our values. And this is the real fundamental breakdown that we see when we're talking to people is that we have expectations based on our values. And of course, we talk about values a lot because it is so important to have an, uh, really a great life, a great business, a great experience is understanding what your values are. So I'll just break it down really simple, and then I'm going to turn it over to you. I know this has been a little bit long-winded. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. I love when you're long-winded. Don't, don't worry. Keep going. Keep going. Anyways, I love it. The point is this, is that for staff, for example, if you know, one of my highest values is that people show up on time. Now, here's a kind of a stated expectation with my teams, is that if you're supposed to be there at 10 and you show up at 10, you're late. Because I know this, after this many years in business, somebody walks in the door at 10, they got to go to the bathroom, they got to grab a coffee, they got to organize their desk, they got to turn on the lights, whatever the story is. So all of a sudden, that 10 a.m. as an example start turns into 10.15, 10.10, 10.20. Oh, you got to talk, get grounded. No, 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 no. So if you've got a 10 o'clock timeline, then to me, you're walking in the door before 10, depending on the uh, scenario, and you are showing up so that 10 o'clock's a start. Now, I'm not saying that's right, by the way. That's my values. That's how I believe people should start. If I have a 10 a.m. meeting, I want people to show up. They're there, and they're ready to go at 10 a.m., not 10.05, not 10.15. Let's go. Let's get this handled. That's my own expectation. I state those with our team. So, That's just an example of how you can be let down and frustrated on a regular basis if you haven't stated that expectation, which I state. But then you're in the assumption piece of the expectation. You're assuming 
that the people that you have that are meeting with you at 10 have the same values around being prepared, having their coffee, having gone to the bathroom, having parked, having walked to the <laughs> their desk and got organized and, you know, replied to a couple emails so that they're present for you at that 10 a.m. meeting. I think what happens sometimes is that in a paid world, let's say in, in retail or in, in, in certain situ- situations, if they say you're starting at 10, they start at 10. You know, they're going to get paid from 10. They're not getting paid from 945. No, I pay them, by the way. I'm just saying this out loud. I pay them from 945. No, I know that, but I'm saying for, <laughs> so, our, when, so for back, the people I that are just, listening. I'm interrupting you because no I want to be clear. It's important. Is that in these circumstances, if I stated an expectation and somebody says, I can't meet that expectation, and especially in a work environment where that's part of their job, then we have a problem. Because at that point, I'm going, oh, well, then this scenario doesn't work for you because within the environment that we've created, within the culture that we have, early is on time. On time is late. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it just is a way to manage expectations, which is what this podcast is all about. Well, if you have the guts and, and the courage to say, okay, so in my in my businesses, if you're 15 minutes early, you're late. Because you need, in let's say in quantum speed, for example, you need to get there. You need to put your skates on. You need to talk to parents. You need to check in with the players. You need to manage dressing rooms. There's all those things that go on. But we don't get paid until the, the top of the hour, for example. It's true. But as a professional... How do you prepare yourself to do the best job, to do the best work, if you're not bringing your whole self to the party beforehand? Like, I think about preparation. I remember when I was with the Oilers, Glenn Sather always said that it's not about perfect performance, it's about perfect preparation. Because if you're prepared, like if my eye sends at at 10 a.m., for example, if I show up at 5 to 10, I'm not prepared. So maybe I'm the best in the world. I can just pull it, out of my, pull it out of my butt and start teaching skating to a bunch of pro hockey players. That's great. But that's not how I wanted to show up. So when we have the expectation of ourselves to be professional, to be organized, so that's those are my values. So when we create conversations in our teams and the people that we're supporting and building around us, we will also want to know what their values are. How do you prepare? How do you want to bring yourself to the 10 a.m. meeting. Are you starting at 9 a.m. and or are you just screaming into the meeting at 9:57 and expecting you know to be able to be present to that meeting? So I think when you express those expectations, then there's not as many assumptions when it comes to how people show up in those meetings and there's less disappointment and less judgment and less frustration when you express those expectations up front. Well, this really is an important conversation. You know, what you said is really important in a couple different aspects. We have the expectations of ourselves if we live into our values and what is meaningful to us and what is our, I guess, standard of performance, if you will. So we have an expectation of ourselves, which then is one of our values, and therefore we have an expectation of others. You know, I'll give you an example. We talk about meetings because that's a common one in the world of business. You know, JG, who we talk about a lot, you know, part of is the CGO of the Real Estate Investment Network. You know, JG is really clear. Do we have an agenda for this meeting? Why are we having this meeting? And literally, If we're in a meeting and if we're like five minutes in and nobody's clear what we're talking about, he just disappears. He's out. He's out. Like he just disappears. He doesn't even say goodbye. But he we know that because he stated that expectation. Don't count. Don't set up a meeting without a agenda. And so it's great. We all agree with that. We've all said, no, that's a reasonable thing. We don't want to waste our time. None of us 
you know, we have far too many meetings that we seem to be caught in days of meetings and we just go, we need and we got to get to work, right? So that's all to say this, is it's stating an expectation and then it's meeting that expectation. It's really important in terms of how we develop our teams and in the world of business, but let's just even talk about in relationship. Now, you and I are pretty good in general of stating expectations, especially if something's important. We often have a lot of logistics going on. You are the logistics queen. If I wasn't, you know, if I didn't have you, I'd be kind of walking around in circles in a room going, oh, what flight? What hotel? Where do I go? When do I leave? But the thing is, is that we have an expectation of each other in terms of you kind of run the, I guess, the logistics world for us. You are a master of doing that. And so it's come to be an expectation because number one, you're good at it. Number two, you seem to enjoy it mostly. And I know it's frustrating, but then that is an expectation that I have and it's no longer stated other than sometimes I'll say, can you book me a flight because I got an X, Y, Z. Is that fair? That's very fair. And, and, and also because I enjoy it. I, I love to know, maybe it's my control freak, you know, one of my patterns. But I love knowing and being able to plan and, and help our team know what's going on and make sure that, and I'm really efficient at it. So the expectation is that if Stephanie can do this, she can handle it. It's easy. She knows all the tricks. You know, I know all the points, things for hotels and flights and all that kind of stuff. So the expectation is there. But you know what's really funny you say that? You know what my, one of my unexpressed assumptions is? And I'm going to expose this on this Mindset oh, Matters podcast. Oh, oh, okay, I'm nervous. Go, go, go. I know. So I do all that in advance. And then we get to Mexico or we get to Toronto or whatever. I'm thinking you're going to book the dinner reservation. Oh, I'm so Or bad. you're going to like make a plan. And I forget sometimes to express that expectation that I've done all this stuff up to that. And we, I got us there. And I just want to relax and then I want to hand it over to you. But there's times I haven't told you that. I'm so bad and at that too. Bummed. You'd think I'd pick up that ball. I'm just so bad at that. Okay. You are. Okay. So I'm but in the cutest way. <laughs> publicly apologizing. Okay. Let's supersize expectations because this is where things get really, uh, I guess, complicated. There's family dynamics always, but you know, let's bring it back to business dynamics and how we operate, whether it's with our existing teams, our businesses, our careers, whatever that might be. And that is when we look at how a team works on a project, for example, and the, I guess sometimes the complexity of the logistics of any given project, it means that there's a lot of moving parts. And if we as leaders are not being clear with the expectations of any given team member based on their skills, based on what we need them to do. And, you know, ultimately what we expect, we have to say, you need to do this. Now, that clarity is what brings the, I guess, all of the sum of the parts, you know, that create the whole together. But there's another side of that that is really kind of common in those environments, which is individuals who want to kind of go outside their swim lane. And so aside from the expectation in the context we've been kind of talking about it, there are boundaries that are also about expectations. So in other words, don't try and cut my grass. Like in a project, I'm focused and I'm going to go and I'm in the process of doing something. And if all of a sudden, because this is one of the things that you and I have, you know, 
bumped heads about is if I'm in the middle of something and then you come in and go, no, I got this. And then you kind of take it or vice versa, by the way, I'm, I'm not kind of calling you out on anything, but it's, it's the fact that there's boundaries that have to be also put in place. Like, no, I, I've got this, leave me alone. And that is also an expectation. Anything you want to comment on that? Oh man, the word boundaries. I think it's super important because many times when I I'm dealing with people and setting them up for their intentions, goal setting, et cetera. I'm working forward back, you know, working backwards from an outcome called the Olympic Games or something. Is that if we don't express our boundaries, what I can do, and you know what, what I can't do. And that's, I think, what gets missing some, it gets missed sometimes when it comes to expectations or expressing expectations is that there's things that if you know you can't do something or you can't fulfill on something, say it earlier than not. Because what that does is it creates and leads to a level of assumption that you're going to handle it. You got this. It's all good. And then all of a sudden there's that overwhelm that happens and you're under that whole pile of, of, of stuff that you maybe shouldn't have said that you could do. So how do you know when it's time to say, you know, I, I can't do this. This, this is beyond what I can commit to, it's beyond my expectation. It's beyond what I should have said. How do you walk that back? You know, there's something to be said with all of this. So why are we talking about expectations? Again, you know, whenever we launch a new program, we go into the process ourselves of, you know, doing the program. Like we're looking at delivering and seeing and kind of getting a feel for where everybody's at and some of the things that people are operating on top of, they don't even know it. To your point, as coaches and as leaders of teams and business, there's some parts of us that we know what people are capable of. They don't know what they're capable of. So we're going to push them. And we do have an expectation that they're going to have a willingness to take it on. And so to your point, somebody can say, no, I can't pull this off. You have this expectation of me. I can't do it. And then there's, there's the fine line right there. I have an expectation it doesn't, if you can't, if it doesn't go the way we think it should or the way you want it to, got it. Here's my expectation. You try. And I guess, you know, I know that it's perhaps not in your wheelhouse or you believe that it's your skill set, but we don't learn how to do anything. You know, we've talked about this many times. You learn to be a public speaker by public speaking. Then you start to hopefully fine tune and craft that becomes something that you do. But if I don't have an expectation that you're willing to try, then, and you, if you're saying, no, I'm not willing to try, there you've set a boundary. So there's the differentiation. So a couple of things, you know, if you're listening to this and you have this conversation with yourself in your own mind going, I just, they're always late. They don't do what they say they're going to do. They're not showing up on time. Whatever the story is that you have, they're always dropping the ball. So you're having an expectation conversation with yourself. You're expressing frustration in people not meeting expectations, but goes back to where we started this conversation. Have you expressed that expectation? Have you created those boundaries? Really? Or because that's how you operate, that's what you expect from others. From others. And therein lies the challenge. And it's also a breakdown, again, we see in relationships all the time. Some of them are really subtle in terms of, oh gosh, it never occurred to me, you know? And others are like, no. Now, communication is always the key. You know, we have to be able to communicate and have these kinds of conversations. Now, the, here's the question. 
that we're going to kind of bring this home with. What if you state your expectation clearly and somebody doesn't meet it? Now what? What's your answer to that, smarty pants? Yeah, right. Now what? The power of now what? Then what the cool thing is, is that when people state their uh, response to that, believe them. Stop having the assumption or the expectation that they're going to fulfill on that. When people tell you who they are or they show you who they are, believe them. If they set a boundary, don't have a fantasy that, oh, if I just do this or pay them more or give them more or hug them more, that they're going to just do it anyway. You know what? When people set a boundary and they state where they're at in terms of your expectation, believe them. You know, there's there's a couple things around this that we have to kind of consider. You know, first off, you know, we do our best to state expectations. And, and for some, it's not comfortable. It actually feels a little confrontational because they're actually having to say out loud what their expectations are. And in the story they're telling themselves is that's confrontation as opposed to clarity. So learning to express yourself and express expectations. But there's another side of it. And, you know, back to, you know, stating expectations. If I put a business deal together, we have an agreement. There's two parts to that agreement. One is the expectation. What are we agreeing to? But part of that agreement is what are the consequences? Does the deal go south? Is there a penalty paid? Uh, are we just going to overlook it? You know, if, I think if you're getting to a point where there's a written agreement with expectations stated in it, that's what agreements are all about. It's a form of communication and it's a way of being able to have that written down and not have to rely on memories. That's the real cool thing about writing things down. That's in that kind of a scenario. But let's say you have an expectation of an employee showing up on time. And 9.45 is the time that is on time if it's a 10 o'clock start time. Now, I've stated that expectation. And one of the reasons I state it is if I say 10 o'clock, it gives some wiggle room. In other words, now I've said 9.15, somebody walks in at nine or uh, 9.45, somebody walks in at 9.52. Well, guess what? I can adapt to that. That's okay. We still got time. It's way different than walking in the door at 10.02 when we are set up to start at 10. So there's adaptability that comes with it, but there's clarity of consequences. You know, and, and this is part of the communication. And, you know, you can make it fun, by the way. You know, what is what is the consequence? What's the penalty for showing up late? Now, when you're doing it in a team environment, you can make it fun. Somebody has to bring donuts. They have to buy coffee. You know, they're going to get shamed in front of everybody. It. It, it gamify it, right? Yeah. It's not that it's not the end of the world. It's like you have to look at what the consequences are, but you have to also get the message to everybody that there is a consequence for not meeting a stated expectation. In this particular podcast, I think more than anything, we're talking about operating on top of unstated expectations where you're feeling frustrated, let down, uh, even angry at times because somebody's not meeting an expectation that you might have, but you really haven't said it out loud. So how do you want to, do you want anything you want to add to all that? Well, you know, I think this could be a whole new podcast is that unstated expectation leads, leads to assumptions. And when we don't state our expectations to other people, they're going to hear what we say and what we expect through their own values. So then we assume that they've heard us. 
and are aligning with our values and what we want them to do, et cetera. But they're hearing it through their own values. And that's, I think, where we can really get in trouble when it comes to unstated expectations, because what lives under unstated expectations are assumptions. And then a lot of it are, a lot of us are operating on assumptions, which is then you assume this and I assume that. And I thought you were going to do this and we were going to do that and I was going to do that and nothing happens. That's such a good point. The assumptions that we make, and that goes back to the unstated expectation because we're living into an assumption. And we believe that, you know, we think it really loud, therefore somebody else heard it. So we have an assumption. But I think there's another side to this that we also have to shine a light on, which is the expectation people have of us. You know, so when others have an expectation of us that we don't meet, they're frustrated with us. They're pissed off at us. And this is uh, probably a good point of I guess that we want to shine a light on, which is if somebody has a expectation of you that you aren't aware of, that can be really annoying. That's what can cause fights. But if you look at it and go and, and position it through communication from a point of, I didn't realize that you had that expectation of me. I didn't know that that was your expectation because in my world, this is what is okay. This is the benchmark of performance. This is the benchmark for showing up on time. This is the benchmark of communication with a client, whatever the story might be. If somebody has an expectation of you, so in a mature relationship, the question of what are your expectations? Now, I have asked that question many times in different business deals and different way of doing logistics in different projects that we're working on, I've asked the question just really outright, what are your expectations of me? What are your expectations of our team? Because that gets a whole different conversation going. So I want to shine a light on that. I think it's an important other side of the equation, which is we have expectations, but we also have to be aware of what is expected of us. And some of those expectations are going to be unstated occasionally, maybe often, depending on the environment that you're in. And you know, to your point, and just expand on that is to really be aware of the assumptions that are driving you. And from a mindset standpoint, what I've discovered is that if I can just go into a situation where I don't have expectations, I only operate on what people say or what they do. Because my mama was said is that, you know, we judge ourselves by our intentions. Others judge us by our actions. So if our intentions and our actions aren't aligned, it's very difficult because people can only judge us on our actions. You think of figure skating, that's what you do when judging that. They're not judging you on how you feel and what you think and what your intention is of that program. Same thing in business. If I come in and I don't state where I'm at, but I have a very different intention around what I'm stating, people can only judge me on my results. And I think that's what happens is that we, then we get all upset and pissy around, oh, you know, I, I meant this. And I go, but yeah, you didn't say that. You didn't do that. Yeah, but I meant that. So then there's this whole victim mentality that kind of get can get caught in that. But again, that's another podcast. Well, it is. And, you know, there are all sorts of nuances around expectations, you know, from the expectation of being acknowledged, the expectation of saying, you know, you did a great job. And if you didn't say that, then they're let down because they had that expectation. But of course, that's not stated. Like there's lots of nuances that we operate on top of when it comes to expectations. And as much as, you know, being on time, being late, those are really definitive. There are nuanced things that are just 
really so subtle that people operate on top of that actually breaks down relationships because it's little things that chip away that are called expectations that are unstated. And then we just don't live up to those expectations, but we don't even know that they're expectations. That's how important this topic is. So I'll leave you with the final words. What do you got? Well, I think number one is that express what it is that you, as much as you can to the truth that you have, what you need, what you want in terms of what you are capable of in any situation. And for me, from a mindset standpoint, is that check in on my assumptions, check in on your assumptions. If somebody says something and you automatically jump to an assumption, check in with the other person. So you said this, you said your expectation of me is this. What I'm assuming is, and they can go, no, 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 don't assume that. That's not what I meant. And then it takes the communication to another level, which to me is a higher place of elevated communication and actually getting getting shit done because we're not operating on this level of assumption. So if you express what it is that you need, express your expectation, and then wait for the person to say, okay, I heard your expectation. Here's what I heard, or here's what I assume. And then you can clean it up in that moment. That's awesome. Well, listen, folks, I have one expectation. Well, maybe it's a hope. I expect you to register for September 6th for our free virtual live event where we're talking about decision-making. My expectation is you decide to join us. Stephanie, thanks for this podcast. Thanks for joining me today. That was fun. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others. Share with your friends as it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener. If you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.